Thanks for joining us here at Temple Baptist Church in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. If you would like to see other resources or learn more about our ministry, check out www.tbccentralia.com. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. All right, so it's amazing how God works. So two weeks ago, I was ready to preach this sermon. That is God's prescription for your best year ever. How many people would, would like to know what God would prescribe uh, if you were to have your best year ever? Am I the only? Okay, all right, excellent. Thank you for coming this morning. Because uh, that's what I'm going to talk about. And as I was preparing this, um, really what was on my heart was that 30 years ago, 30 years ago, probably within a week, um, I walked out on the, the mission of my life that God had called me to. I was up in northwest Indiana at Bible College, and I, had, uh, I actually prayed and asked God to get me out of Bible College. Now, this is the same guy who, two years earlier, had prayed and said, it, it, my first month in Bible College, I said, God, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait until um, for everything to happen. I said, I did just pour it all on me. You know, I wanted to develop patience. I want to develop humility. I want to develop every Christian trait that you could. And I asked, I, those words came out of my mouth, and I asked God to just give it all to me. Well, you know what he did? And, and I quit on God. And so 30 years ago, uh, there's a picture I'll, I'll let you see that this is, a picture of me and uh, my sister. Um, so it, you don't know too much about our family, but my mom and dad would bring people into our homes. And, and this is Sarah. She uh, lived with us for about six years. And she was up at Bible College. And here I am. My car's packed up. I'm leaving. It was a hard day. And this was a day that many times over the last 30 years I wanted to get back. And, you know, so I don't think that it's a mistake that this, it was 30 years ago that this Sunday finds me preaching in the pulpit. Because I know that's what I was supposed to be doing for the last 30 years. And I don't know where you're at in your life and your walk with the Lord. But here's what I can tell you is that God absolutely wants you to have your best year ever in 2019. You know, this is a, the month where we're making a lot of resolutions, making a lot of promises to ourselves, making a lot of wishes. But you know, it doesn't have to be just like that. It doesn't have to be just a, a self-help, uh, high motivation that the Lord brings into our lives. I can tell you that, that the, the creator of the world cares so much about you that he'd do anything for you. Matter of fact, he's already done that. And, and I promise you that he doesn't want you to just muddle through life. He doesn't want you to just make it through 2019. I serve a God that I believe wants us to live our life victoriously. And so over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking to you about this prescription. That Each week, a different prescription that God is uh, providing. And um, so for the next few weeks, I want to really focus on glorifying God in the way that we eat, the way that we move, 
in the way that we think. And I know what you're thinking already. Uh, you know, preacher, you talk about eating. That's meddling. All right, that's not preaching. But um, uh, I want to share with you a couple things. And, you know, one of those is I want to introduce you to what I'm going to call the vitamins F. Now, if, if you uh, are familiar with the term vitamin, vitamin is, is actually a, a breakdown of two words, and it's a vital mineral. If we don't have certain vitamins in our body, our, uh, our body breaks down. And matter of fact, we'll experience disease, we'll experience uh, different negative effects. Uh, and, and many of you are probably familiar with this. If we don't have vitamin C in our body, what happens to us? What's the, one of the things that uh, we learned about this uh, as they were uh, crossing the Atlantic in, in ships years ago? Scurvy, that's right. Uh, you know, your, your teeth will start falling out. And, um, you know, we don't want that to happen. And so what is probably one of the most taken vitamins over the counter? Vitamin C. Um, vitamin A. If you don't have vitamin A in your life, you'll find out that you have vision problems. I don't know uh, uh, the last couple of years if uh, I've not been uh, taking my vitamin A, but I've noticed that I need these, uh, these glasses nowadays. Uh, there's a thing called the vitamin F. I don't know if you ever heard of this, but it's actually, the name of it is linoleic acid. Um, and you're probably familiar with it. It's called an essential fatty acid, EFA. All right, so these, these are on the shelves. You hear about this. And vitamin F helps us with our brain function. It helps us with normal growth. It helps us with our skin and hair regrowth. Um, and it helps us with our bone health and our metabolism. That's what vitamin F. But that's not the vitamins F that I want to tell you about today. I want to talk to you about five essentials that if we are going to have the best year ever... These are five essentials that God has told us through his word that we need to have in our lives. And so um, these uh, five F's are, the first one is this, faith. We need to get our faith right. You know, this is, if there, there was the key ingredient to experience in our best year ever uh, through God's prescription, it would be that we uh, have faith. And and it's not just the word faith, but when I talk about faith, I'm talking about our spiritual walk. You know, a few months ago, I preached a sermon called Just Do It. And in that, there was four spiritual disciplines that we need to practice as Christians. And I would challenge you that that wasn't a sermon for that week. That was a sermon for our lives. And those four spiritual disciplines that we need to have are, number one is confess it. We need, as Christians, to experience confessing our sins on a regular basis. Because what happens is when we don't confess our sins, and I don't know about you, but I find myself um, sinning a lot more often than I want to. Certainly a lot more often than a pastor should. But the reality is I'm still a human. And I have kids that are adults. And sometimes life gets the better of me. And you know what? If I don't confess that sin, it starts to dogpile. And then other things in my life start going wrong. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm not being a very good role model as a pastor, let alone a Christian. And so one of the things we should be doing as a Christian is to develop our, our faith, our spiritual walk, is to learn to confess our sins more. Not only that, but we should be reading. We've got to read it. God's Word. You know, this is, I don't know, Laurel, if you saw my notes up here, but it's almost like she read my notes as she talked before she sang, because we need to get into God's Word. If we want to experience our, the best year ever, the, one of the key components is, as a Christian, uh, using the spiritual discipline of reading God's Word. 
And not only that, but you know what? We need to go to our Savior and, and ask it. You know, I serve a God who answers prayer. You know, we brought a, a board up here and we wrote down a lot of prayer requests. Um, you would be amazed if we could bring that board back out today and all the answers that God has provided just on that board there. And so many times as Christians, we leave, we don't go to God in prayer, and so God doesn't answer those prayers. But he tells us that he's faithful and just. And then the last thing, and this is probably maybe the most important and maybe the most misunderstood spiritual discipline, and, and that is that we need to live it. You know, it, it's great that we confess our sins, but, you know, do we turn around and do the same sin tomorrow? It's great that we read God's word, but do we actually go and do what God's word tells us to do? Or are we like uh, what James tells us, we perceive ourselves in a mirror and then we walk on and just forget what kind of person that the word of God revealed us to be. Or when it comes to praying that, you know, we might make, this happens a lot on social media. Somebody, um, uh, 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 something happens in their life and all their friends will respond praying, praying, praying. And I wonder because I know what I'm like, how many times do we actually pray for them? You know, and so when it comes to this spiritual discipline, this isn't something that we get to do once and forget it. Uh, this is something that we should make a part of our daily lives. We need to live it. That's our spiritual walk. You know, and, and the Bible verse tells us in Matthew 9.29. Matter of fact, I want to uh, read a little bit to you in this. And it says here, And then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. Now, what you're missing is the verses before this, because the first thing that happened was that a woman was healed that uh, had some kind of a blood disorder, and she said, if I could just get to Jesus and touch the hem of his garment, and Jesus let her know that she was healed. And then there was two blind guys that happened to be around when all this stuff was happening. And now they're pursuing Jesus. Now, I, I don't know if you're familiar, but right now there's something going on, a phenomenon across America through Netflix, and it's called The Bird Box. If you haven't heard of The Bird Box, it's a, a movie about somebody who, there's bad things going on, and if they, they don't blindfold themselves and they see the bad things, and they, they do bad things themselves. And so everybody's walking around with blindfolds. I don't know if you've watched the news, but there's people getting into crashes because they're driving their cars with blindfolds on trying to you know, do what they saw on the bird box. Well, that's what was really happening with these two guys. They're, they are literally blind. They don't need a movie to tell them to do something silly. They couldn't get around very well. And yet they knew enough, they heard enough from people that they pursued Jesus. And they pursued his disciples. And when they finally got up close to Jesus, and you can imagine that took quite a bit of work on their part. But when they finally got up close to Jesus, he tells them, and they asked, heal us. And Jesus says, according to your faith. You know, the reality is this. If you're going to have your best year ever, it's going to be according to your faith. That's probably not the message you wanted to hear. But according to our faith, it's going to be done to us. There are things, there's mountains, there's giants, there are amazing things that you're facing 
and according to your faith, it's going to determine how you handle that, that mountain, how you handle that giant in your life, how you handle that tragedy. But I can tell you this, that um, based on that, it's going to determine, will 2019 be a best year ever? Now, that sounds great. Man, I, I love the sound of having a best year ever. But the reality is this, that when we think about the five essentials, faith being one of those, and here's the thing about faith is, faith brings God's power for lasting change into our lives. Because, you know, um, we can pursue trying to have a great time and a great year and a great life, but if we leave God out of it, at some point we all die. And the only thing that you'll take with you is your faith. Second Chronicles 16.9 says this. I love one of my favorite Bible verses. It says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Now, I don't know if you all are fans of wrestling, but I love wrestling. I grew up uh, watching wrestling with my grandfather. And one of the favorite things about wrestling is tag team wrestling. All right. And, you know, I loved watching the, the, you know, that, you know, there's a weak link on the tag team, right? And, and usually that person was in the ring at the beginning. And so they start getting beat up. And the, what's their whole mission in life as they're getting beat up? They just want to tag the other guy. Now imagine this. 2 Chronicles 16.9 tells us that we are in a wrestling match. I know that doesn't look like that in your Bible. But if you read the message, I think it's where, that's where it says that. It says that we are in a wrestling match. And our tag team partner is over there and he's reaching as far as he can. And if we could just, just brush his fingertip, that he's waiting to show himself strong on behalf of us. But a lot of times, according to our faith, we never, ever try to reach over to where our power source is. So if we want to have, and we want to tap into the power that God provides to help us, it's going to be according to our faith. Now, if you'll open up your um, bulletin, there's a couple things in there. And I'd like you to, there's a note taker, and I don't know if you use a note taker, but if you flip to the other side of the note taker, and matter of fact, in front of you, there should be a pen if you don't have one close by you. But would you pull that out? And, and I'm just going to ask you to make a couple markings on here. All right? And so the first marking is this, a, a square mark. All right? And, and so just look at this on a scale of 1 to 10 when it comes to your faith. When it comes to your spiritual walk, when it comes to your confessing your sins, when it comes to you reading the Bible, when it comes to you praying, when it comes to you living out all of these things that God is... Where are you at on a scale of 1 to 10? Now, you're not going to have to turn to sin. I'm not going to ask you for this, but it'd be something nice. So just put a square there. And then after you mark that square, I want you to think back to January of 2018. Where were you when it came to your faith? Were you further along and you've, you've regressed a little bit? Or um, have you made a little bit of progress in 2018? In 2019, you're on a good trajectory when it comes to your faith. 
And then the last mark, you see an X on there. Where do you want to be when it comes to your faith? When it comes to your spiritual walk with the Lord, are you satisfied with a 3? Or would you like to experience what a 9 or a 10 or a 15 could look like? And just make those markings there. So the first vitamins F is faith. The second vitamins F is food. You know, it's interesting, and this is where I meddle, but what I want you to understand is food is more than just calories, it's nutrition. And if you don't realize it, um, food affects your everyday life. Food affects whether or not you'll pick up the Bible and read it. Because of uh, yesterday, uh, we had lunch at Sergio's, and then I made the mistake of going to the house and deciding that's when I was going to shovel the snow after eating at Sergio's. Um, I tasted that lunch a lot. You know, what we eat affects us. It affects our outlook on life on, by, on a daily basis. It affects on how much energy we have to go through life. And the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, and I'll just read this to you very quickly, 1 Corinthians 6, 12 through 13. I thought I had it marked. It says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. And the next verse tells us this. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both of them. So at the end of the day, the food's not going to matter. When it comes to eternity, we're going to be able to eat and feast and, and, and it won't affect us like it does today. But here's what I want you to understand. It's more than just about putting weight on, or it's more than just about, um, it's about how we feel. It's about how we get through the day. How many people have ever, at the end of the day, decided that's when you were going to pray, and you just had a bowl of ice cream, and then all of a sudden, that, well, you wake up the next day. You know, you say, dear Jesus, and, you know, next thing you know, you're saying, thank you for allowing me to wake up this morning. You see, our body's a gift, and what we do with it is, is up to us. You know, God doesn't browbeat us. He doesn't, you know, point his finger at us and tell us that we're doing it wrong. But he has designed us in such a way, and 1 Corinthians 10 tells us this, that whether we eat or whether we drink, whatever we do, we should be doing all to the glory of God. You know, if we want to experience our best year ever, we'll have to realize that food is much more than calories. It's nutrition. It's going to allow us to glorify God more. You know, I, I talked about we want to be able to glorify God in the way that we eat, move, and think. But all of those are tied together. And the, what we eat determines how much we move. What we eat determines how well we are able to think cognitively. And if we want to experience that best year ever that God has uh, planned for us, he's told us that whatever we do, and this includes uh, what we put into our mouths, let's do it all to the glory of God. And when it comes to food, we know this, that it has the ability to energize us. If it has the ability to energize us, guess what else it has the ability to do? De-energize us. Make us sluggish. Make us not want to. You fill in the blank. 
So if you pull out your little assessment thing again, and you look on, and you make those same three markings, a square with where you're at when it comes to eating right now, a circle with where you were last January, and then an X with where would you like to be in 2019? If this truly could be your best year ever, where do you want to be when it comes to the nutrition that you experience? Well, the first vitamin F was faith. The second vitamin F is food. The third vitamin F is fitness. It's health. Now, I know you, go, you want to quote right now 1 Timothy 4.8 to me, and that says that bodily exercise profiteth little. All right, I know that verse. I've heard that verse. I may have quoted it a couple times when I was at the gym, and, and I decided to leave early. But here's the reality, that it profits more than binging on your favorite Netflix show while gorging on cheese-covered nachos. I know it profits little, but it profits more than a lot of the things that we do. And the reality is this, when I talk about the word fitness, and I want you to think of it from a health or a wellness perspective, because a lot of times we don't do that. We don't treat our body like it's a gift. We abuse it. And um, I'm sure you're probably following the news enough to know that one of the most overused self-medications of choice is food. One of the most addictive substances out there is sugar. If we know that and we are wanting to live the best life that we can as a Christian, we have to make changes. And, and I'm not here to tell you what, what changes to make. I'll out, let the Holy Spirit do that for us. But I can tell you the Holy Spirit's been talking to me. Here's what's interesting. When we think about fitness... Instead of thinking about it as running a 5K or doing a half marathon or a marathon, think about this. Where do you want to get healthier? You know, a lot, it's easy for us to say running, walking. Um, Ron, I don't know if you, you follow him, but the guy gets out on a bike, and, and for some uh, unknown reason to me, but every year he's wanting to do more miles, all right? And, and he goes out on 35-mile bike rides, all right? Ron, there's cars. Um, no. But maybe it's not getting out on a bike. Maybe it's not running a marathon. Maybe it's not doing a half or a 5K. Maybe it's simply just walking more. Maybe it's um, adjusting your blood pressure. The doctor's telling you that it's, it's too high. Maybe it's a bringing that cholesterol level down. Maybe it's, um, you know, checking your blood sugar. You know, so, so last year, I had a, I had a little setback because uh, Carrie had me checking my blood sugar every morning. And, and I finally got into it, and I was, I was enjoying doing it. And then life happened to us, and she quit asking, and guess what I quit doing? I quit checking, all right? So I wasn't taking my blood pressure each day. I wasn't checking my blood sugar. And uh, God knows that I was not going and getting my cholesterol checked. And so for me, fitness-wise, um, I certainly deteriorated in 2018. But, you know, that's just the thing about it. 2018 is last year. And so when you think about fitness, just think about this. Choose activities that you love. You know, um, many of you probably love going out and just walking nature trails. Find ones with hills. Find things that you love that can allow you to take the gift that God has given you, your body, and to use it better. 
So let's take an assessment on our fitness level. And if you haven't figured out, these are my markings. So um, my fitness level is uh, probably down around a three. And where it was last year was a six or a seven. But an amazing thing, the Air Force said you don't have to take any more fitness tests. And guess what I decided? I didn't have to do any of the stuff that I did to get ready for the fitness test. But look, I know that that's not where I want to be. I know that I don't want to feel like I just shoveled all the neighbor's yards after I did my own. And I'm sure I'm not alone in this. The next vitamins F is this, focus. And when it comes to focus, it's about our mindset. Where are we dwelling? Because the reality is this. Um, husbands, I'm going to rat us out for a second. But if we're driving down the, the road and our wife looks over to us and says, what are you thinking? What do we say? Nothing. All right? Now, the, the reality is that that was a partially correct statement. Because if, if, if I could hook you up to an EKG, there would be life happening in your brain. I mean, something's going on. We are thinking, all right? Now, if you're like me, a lot of times all I'm thinking about is passing the next car in front of me. Okay? Um, but the rest of the story, so when our wife looks over and says, what are you thinking about? And we say nothing. What we really meant to say was nothing I want to talk with you about. All right? And, and so when it comes to our focus, when it comes to our mindsets, we need to think about, here's, here's two things I would ask you to focus on. Number one is know your motivation. Now, out in the secular world, they call this your why. But here's what I would ask you to do, is be accurate and honest with your thinking about what you're thinking about. So when your wife asks you, don't, Please, just stop at nothing, all right? Because otherwise you guys will be seeing me later that week. Um, but be accurate and honest with yourself. Know your motivation on why you, what you want to focus on. And then the second piece of that is to transform your mind. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans 12 and verse 2, do not be conformed to this world. See, that's the easy thing. If you don't do anything else, you will be conformed to this world this year but be transformed. How are we transformed? And, and that word transform means completely changed. You've seen the transformers, you know, where a car turns into a robot and then back into a car. Well, God wants us to be completely transformed from being like the world to being completely different from the world. But how do we do that? By the renewal of our, of our mind. You know, uh, one of the things, as long as I'm your pastor, I'm going to tell you that we need to focus on being grateful and being thankful for what God has brought into our lives. There, there's a scientific concept out there called neuroplasticity. And what that means is our brains can be rewired, redeveloped. They've done studies with MRIs and they can show that if you just read a book... Uh, have a brain MRI done, read a book, have another brain MRI done, and they'll show you where there's new pathways that your brain created. The, 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 probably one of the most well-known studies out there was on um, cabby, cab drivers in London. Now, if you've never been to London, London streets are horrible. It's, it, it, we left that over in England when we came here, and we got decent streets. They don't. And so as a cab driver, 
um, when they would do an MRI on someone before they started working as a cab driver, and two years later, they're completely revamped the, the wiring that was going on in their brains. And here's something interesting, that um, when our, our brain basically works off of a thing called a synapse, and basically it's just an electrical impulse that, that, that goes through our brain. And if you try something new, has anyone ever tried something new? Okay, uh, my wife, she's been trying something new with the crutches. Now, she's gone up a 1,000, no, maybe 10,000, maybe 100,000 steps. But what's interesting, she's found out that going up steps with crutches is different. And so if, if you watched us go, I'll grab onto her from behind. You know, it's, it's probably, she, she doesn't want to see how I'm grabbing her, but I'm just grabbing onto that shirt or jacket or whatever she's got. And then a couple times she stumbled. Now, as long as we've been together, 25 years, it, she's, I haven't seen, well, no, she hasn't stumbled up too many steps. But just in the last four weeks, at least a half a dozen times, if not more. But as she gets more practice with her crutches, her brain is creating these synapses and they're firing. And, and when it talked about crutches going up the steps, they used to be this far apart. And now it's gotten like this. It's getting better for her. Well, the same thing happens for us. How many times have you tried, you told yourself, you know what, I'm not going to think about that bad thing that just happened in my life. Instead, I'm going to read God's word. And you read God's word for about 30 seconds, and then you start thinking about that bad thing. Well, what happens is, we think about the bad things that are happening in our life so much that our synapses are so close, it's easy for us to do that. It fires and our body responds to that. And when we say, well, we're going to go to God's word and read that, our synapses are far over here. And, you know, if we read the, we, from God Almighty, we read what he said, and it doesn't make sense to us. And then we go right back to what we're comfortable with. And if we would read God's word more, what you would find out is, because some of you are able to quote scripture, something bad happens, and oh, you, you got it down. Some of us, you know, the last place we look is in Scripture. And it's just ways that we've trained our brains. So when we talk about our focus, when we talk about our mindset, when we talk about transforming our mind, we transform it through the Scripture. That's what focus is all about when it comes to what 2019 is going to look like. So my question to you is this, what is your focus going to be on? You know, for me, I could absolutely get lost in focusing about losing my dad. I could look back with regret the rest of this year. I could look back and think, you know what, I just want one more time with my father. Because, you know what, for the last two weeks, that's all I've been telling myself a lot. Oh, if I could, one more phone call, one more visit, one more I love you. But I'm choosing not to look back at 2018 with regret. Instead, I'm going to look forward into 2019 with gratitude. I'm going to thank God that he gave me 49 years with my father. I'm going to thank God that he allowed me to follow in his footsteps. Even while I was running from God and, and following a military career that much similar to what my father had done. I'm going to thank God that God has allowed me 30 years later to get back where I was. I'm going to thank God that, that he doesn't 
hold all of my mistakes against me. But yet he, he hides them underneath the blood of Jesus Christ. See, that's what I'm going to focus on. And that's what I'm going to think. Because if I, if I go into regret, it's easy to not want to try anything. Let alone have your best year ever. I, I'll be honest with you, church. Saturday night, all I could think of is, how in the world do I get up in front of the church and tell them about God's prescription for your best year ever with this? That's heavy on my heart. But I can tell you that I can praise God that right now my Father's in heaven. I can praise God that he's met his, one of his sons that, that was born or died at birth. I can praise God because he has uh, spent some time with mom that we lost 10 years ago. As bad as 2018 has been for you, I think that everyone in here can praise God for something about 2018. And we can certainly praise God for what he's going to do. Amen? So let's take an assessment on our focus. So uh, you can see that my focus uh, was pretty good in the beginning of or, uh, where I, I think it is right now. And in 2018, not so much. I've grown a lot in 2018 to today. But I'm not satisfied with that. I want to get better. How about you? What's your, do you want to be conformed to the world? Or do you want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind? Are you willing to invest in the, the, your uh, reading the scripture? To become new. Now let me cover the last vitamins F. So faith was the key ingredient. If you had a recipe, ladies, and you left out the salt, could that present a problem? It absolutely could. And, and so faith is like that. If you leave out faith, you're going to have a problem. All right? Um, and so we don't want to leave out faith. But at the same time, I want to share with you the next and the last one, and that's friendship or relationships. Because friendship is the secret sauce to your best year ever. God has designed us to not be alone in this world. So much so that that is why uh, many of us are married. Because God saw that he wanted two to become one. God wants our church to be unified. Show me a church that's unified, and I'll show you a growing, thriving church. The same thing is true for our different relationships that we have. But, but here's the interesting thing. A lot of times when I say the word friendships, we think about what people can do for us. But here's what I want you to understand. In God's prescription of friendship, it's really about making your friendships about your friends. And the verse in Ecclesiastes tells us this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. And here's what I would encourage you. When you think about 2019 and your friendships, be the one that's helping your friends up. You know, we talk about having a friendly church. How many people would like for Temple Baptist to be a friendly church? Here's the secret. It, for you to be friendly. That's it. It, it. You don't think about anyone else in our church. Just think about yourself. If you are friendly, all of a sudden, um, the Bible tells us you're going to have friends. 
If you're wondering why the people at work aren't friendly, it's probably not the people at work. I've never met, I mean, and, and, and there's a couple people, I could just call them off and tell you these are the, like, the friendliest people in the world. They don't walk around wondering why everybody else is unfriendly. They don't. They're just friendly. And God's word tells us, he that hath friends must show himself friendly. And so if you want 2019 to be your best year ever, be the friend that's helping your friends get up. And then something's going to happen. Your father's going to pass away. And guess what? There's going to be a lot of friends helping you up. I got to experience that. And I'm here to tell you that if you will live out God's word and you will allow your relationships to be focused about outwardly, not about yourself, but about those that, are, that God has brought into your life, I believe that you're going to see, you're going to experience what having the best year ever looks like. Why? Because God did not create us to be alone. He doesn't want us to be alone. He's not looking for us to try to do this all on our own. What God wants is us to be focused on our friends. Matter of fact, I would tell you this, that we need to master the one another's. When you say, what are the one another's? Well, it's in Scripture. It says love one another. What are the three things we said we're going to do in our church this year? We're going to love, we're going to love God, we're going to love people, and we're going to make disciples. That's what's, if, if we will do that, if love God, focus on God, pour out ourselves for God, if we'll learn to love people, pour out our, and think about the others versus ourselves because it's easy for us to get lost in ourselves. Matter of fact, Jesus said, this is how people are going to know you're really a Christian is if you love each other. And as hard as it is to say, sometimes the last place that we see love exhibited is in the church. The second one another is encourage one another. This is what God, this is what Jesus wants us to do. Wants us to be there for each other. So when they've fallen down to help them up. You know, when somebody's fallen down, that's not when they need our wisdom. You know, because it's easy for, well, you know, you wouldn't have fell down if you weren't on crutches. The reality is they've fallen. And what are they looking for? Somebody to help them up. They're looking for a friend. And the last one is serve one another. You know, uh, it's interesting that when it comes to our relationships, we need to be outward focused, thinking about those that God has brought into our lives. Let's take an assessment of our friendships, our relationships. Square for where you're at right now. Circle for where you were this time last year. And an X for where you want to be at the end of 2018. And then one of the things I'd like you to do is, which one of these five essentials do you want to see the most improvement or maybe you want to improve the most in? And if I would, just circle that word. You know, I love what Laurel shared with us, having that word, that focus. Maybe you need to have one of your five essentials that, that you, it, it may be your faith. Maybe you've been faithful coming to church, but when you leave church, you're not faithful. You don't know what your Bible looks like unless it's here inside this building. Maybe it's uh, you don't, uh, um, nutrition isn't something, that's a, a, there'll be a four-letter word in your dictionary. And you don't want to be told what's helping you and hurting you. 
Maybe it's your fitness. Maybe you feel um, like you want to do more for God, but you can't because of where you're at health-wise. Maybe you don't have focus in your life. You, you don't know what you don't know. And maybe it is your relationships. Maybe 2018 was a year where you were looking in the mirror and wondering, why aren't people taking care of that guy? And maybe you'll just change and you'll focus like Jesus did, who thought it not robbery to stay the, the form of God, but took on himself the form of a man and came down and, and paid the price that none of us can do. Well, as I close, let me share with you a couple things. And first is the mistakes that we commonly make. First mistake is that we rely on our willpower instead of God's power. And remember this, that it's God's power, that's where faith comes in. If we don't have that in our life, this would be all for naught. The second thing is that we have to have, the, or typically we'll have the wrong motivation. Remember, the wrong motivation is internally focused. It's all about us. We're more focused on what we've accomplished instead of who we've become. And then the third thing is that we try to change on our own. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to do it on your own. The creator of the world wants to help you out. He's not just said it in 2 Chronicles 16, 9. He said it throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. The last thing is this. Let me tell you what your best year ever is not. First thing is that it's not going to be your easiest year. You know, since 2016, so 2016, 2017, 2018, I've started the year with this focus that I wanted to make that year to be my best year ever. But I could take you through 2016 and show you a couple of tragedies that I experienced in my life. I could take you through 2017 and show you more tragedies that I experienced. I could take you just a couple weeks ago and experience one of the hardest things that I've gone through. But I can tell you this, that I'm determined to follow God's prescription and to make 2019 my best year ever. How many would like to see 2019 to become the best year ever for our church? Amen? I'd love to see that. You know how that happens? It's when each of us start experiencing our best year ever that God will corporately give us our church's best year ever. Not only is it gonna, not going to be your easiest year ever, but I can tell you this, that to have your best year ever in 2019 is not going to be an accident. You know, I get it. For some of you, the bar is set low. For you to have your best year ever, it's not going to take much. You just need a lot of bad things to stop happening. I understand But I want to tell you this, that you're not going to stumble into it. You're not going to wake up in December of 2019 and have your be- look back and like, oh, you know what? I'm so glad Pastor Ronnie preached that. I've had my best year ever. No, it's going to be, what do you do when you leave the service today? What do you do when tomorrow happens? What do you do on Wednesday and Thursday? And, and then all of a sudden, those days are going to repeat themselves. It, it, the best year ever isn't an accident. 
And the reality is this, that life is much like uh, being on a river and the, the goal is upstream. And if we don't do anything, where are we going to be taken? The wrong way. So we got to take our paddles and we got to put them in the water and start paddling. What does paddling look like? It looks like reading your Bible. What's paddling look like? It looks like praying. What's paddling look like? It looks like confessing. What's paddling look like? It looks like putting the right stuff into our body. What's paddling look like? It looks like doing things that we love to do, becoming more active. What's paddling look like? It looks like retransforming our minds. What's paddling look like? It looks like reaching out to our friends, reaching out to somebody who's hurting, being the one who helps them up. So that in the day that we are the one that falls, in the day that we hurt, in the day that tragedy strikes our life, there's dozens of friends reaching out to us. And the last thing is this. Your best year ever is not going to be free. There is a cost to pay. And my question to you is this. Are you willing to make an investment in your life? Are you willing to invest your time, talent, and treasure in increasing your faith? Are you willing to invest your time, talent, and treasure in increasing uh, your, your food and your fitness? Are you willing to invest in improving your focus, your mindset? Are you willing to invest in the relationships, the people sitting beside you and the people that, you're gonna, th- that have never come into this church with you but you love dearly? That's what's going to determine if we have our best year ever. If you would, go ahead and stand to your feet and close your eyes and bow your head. This is a chance for us to worship. Gary and Tony are about to sing a song. And and as they do, I just ask you to do this. Your Heavenly Father, the friend that sticks closer than a brother, He's there for you. He wants to be there with you. And the God I serve wants to help. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.